Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. I have two questions for you tonight. Number one, who else here likes camping? Yeah, almost almost everybody. Well, who here thinks camping is staying at a hotel next to some trees? Yeah? Hmm? <laughs> well, I love going camping. Being outside, sitting by the campfire, not showering for three to five days, it's a blast, right? Maybe the last one doesn't sound so appealing, but the shower afterwards is almost as relaxing, right? You haven't showered in a few days, get a good bath in, only on Sundays. <laughs> and growing up with three other brothers and several cousins, my parents and grandparents would take us camping almost every chance that we got. Now, we didn't always sleep outside with just the stars. We didn't always just sleep in tents. We mainly had a camper, and it fit everybody, and it had bunk beds. It was, it was pretty nice, for us at least. <laughs> Some people call it glamping. I don't know. Um, The favorite spot that we went to go camping is called Roaring Springs. It's only about an hour and a half away, but it seemed like so far away when you're young. The the last 20 minutes, the last 20 miles was the worst. It just seemed like it kept going on forever and ever. But going on so many camping trips growing up, it's helped me to, to learn how to prepare for a camping trip or prepare for an adventure. Um... It's, it's taught me the essentials to go camping. It was really only four essentials to camping. It's not rocket science, but it's better be prepared, right? The more prepared you are, the more fun you can have. That's what I was taught. So let's go camping. The four things that we need to go camping is, number one, a location or a destination, or at least a direction that you want to go, north, south, east, west, doesn't matter. But as long as you know that you want to go somewhere, right? Number two is shelter. You're going to need shelter. You know the saying, snug like a bug in a rug? Well, we don't want to be sleeping next to the bugs on the ground, right? Number three would be blankets or sleeping bags, something to keep you warm. And number four is food and water, at least something to drink. You know, even though a human body can go from anywhere from 8 to 21 days without food or water, it's always nice to have water and food at camping. You don't have to go out and kill your own food, right? Or go dig your own well. No. This is 2022. Come on, people. But question number two. Oh, wait. Here we go. Okay. We're ready to go, right? We're ready to go camping. That means I have question number two for you. Who likes wisdom? Who knows what wisdom is? Well, in the book of Proverbs, it was written by the wisest man to ever live this earth, Solomon. He gives us words of wisdom. But that's okay. That's okay. God's here, right? Let's go ahead and turn to Proverbs 3. It's in the Old Testament. We're going to go through verses 1 through 12. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me. If you don't, we do have Bibles in the back. If you want to raise your hand, if you don't have a Bible, mostly everybody might. Everybody's got it on their phone nowadays, right? 
The key word in Proverbs is wisdom. And there are three types of wisdom. Wisdom related to wielding a skill that can only be gained through application or practice. There is wisdom of understanding people that you can learn from, a net, learn from an elder. And wisdom that answers life's greatest questions. That only comes from God. Proverbs fits the second type, but can be, really be applied to all of them. In short, wisdom is the ability to live life skillfully or knowledge applied. A godly life in an ungodly world is no simple task. Proverbs provides God's detailed instructions for his people to deal successfully with the practical affairs of everyday life. How to relate to God, to parents, to children, to neighbors, and even government. So let's go ahead and read. I wanna, I'm gonna, I wanna read it all, all, all 12 verses, and then we can go back and kind of break it up. I've got it broken up into four principles. Proverbs 3, verse 1 through 12. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you, Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and men. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And on your, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new vine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Out of those 12 verses, I have broken it down into... Four principles. Verses 1 through 4 is remember. Verses 5 through 8 is trust. Verses 9 through 10 is honor. And 11 through 12 is accept. Now I want to tie these into the, the, the four essentials that we need for camping. Um, so in the essentials for camping, we need a direction. We need a destination to go to. Verse 1 through 4 wants us to remember. Remembering something is more than just a mind thing. I think it's an act of obedience. It's easy to, to memorize something word for word, but to remember something in a time of need or, or in a, in a crunch, it's, it's, I think it's more than just a mental thing. I think it's an act of obedience that you understand where, where, where it came from, the, the knowledge that it came from. It says, my son, do not forget my law, but keep your heart, let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace will add to you. 
God's not going to give you more than 24 hours in a day. He's not going to He's not going to to make a day longer for you if you keep his commands. But more like make more day for your hours. Make your life worth more living. To to have an understanding of his law. And it, and it's not Solomon's law, the author of this book. It's it, this is God's law. Keep it in your heart, keep my commands, and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in sight of God and man. Remembering God. Remembering God's law. Remembering His command. Allows us to live a more fulfilled life. A more obedient life. Not to rely on our on ourself. But to rely on God. Verses 5 through 8 is trust. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Back to camping, it says, for number two, we need shelter. Shelter and trust go hand in hand. You want something reliable when you go camping. You don't want, you don't want water. So let's say it starts raining on you. You don't want the water from the rain to, to get you all soaked. You don't want to have to worry about if you're in a camper that it's going to break down or in the middle of the night roll down the hill. You don't want that to happen. So trusting in your equipment is key to to having a good camp trip. Trusting in the Lord is a very good key to having a good life. It says to bind them around your neck. No, that's that's the wrong bar. I'm sorry. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, yes, and lean in not unto your own understanding. And always acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. I'm needing direction right now. <laughs> and it's not more than just this sermon. I mean, it's, it's, it's every day. I, it's for me to, to prepare for something, to trust in the Lord, to give it all. I, I work in a field that, that requires exact measurements. It requires tools. And to be able to trust that equipment so the customer is pleased at the end makes makes all the difference. A bad customer is not what you want in a business. A bad camping trip or a bad bad night is not what you want on a camping trip. You don't want to wake up wet. It ruins it ruins the camping trip, the experience, right? And do not be wise in your own eyes. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Trusting in the Lord allows you not to rely on yourself. We are just people. We are dust from this earth that God created us and molded us into his, his image. He gave us life, but it is not our life to take advantage of, I should say. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't think that you are something more than you are not. It's real easy to, to get good at something. It's, it's real easy to, to trust God for a little bit and then get it figured out 
and not trust Him anymore. It's easy to, to fall in that pattern of, God, I need you, I need you, I need you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll call you when I need you again. It's an everyday deal, trusting in the Lord. We wake up. We don't know when our next breath is or when our last breath will be. Trusting in the Lord. Verses 9-10, through 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And the camping supplies that we're going to need, we're going to need blankets or a sleeping bag to keep us warm. 9 through 10 talks about honor, honoring God with what we have. But I think more than just what we have, but, but how we appear, how we speak. Sleeping in a cold, cold tent at night, you're going to want a blanket. You're going to want to wrap yourself up to be warm. So when you're not camping, why don't you wrap yourself up knowing that you're honoring God? Knowing that it doesn't matter what people might see, but how you live and how you act and the words you speak. It says, honor them with your possessions. So I'm going to go out, and I'm going to go buy me a Ferrari. Yeah? God really wants me to have a Ferrari. God wants me to go fast in this Ferrari. But we have laws, right? We have speeding, speeding speed limits. My wife could tell you I have a book of tickets. I don't know why I keep them. I don't know if it's like trophies to put on the wall. But I have a book of speeding tickets. I'm not perfect. It's been a while since I've had my last speeding ticket. Thank the Lord. But going out, go and buy me a Ferrari, driving fast. That doesn't honor the Lord. He doesn't want me to have that. What he would want me to do is maybe teach somebody else to drive. Maybe, maybe not do it all for myself, but show somebody else how to do it. Just like my dad taught me camping and, and everything that goes with it, it it's, it's a lot more fun teaching somebody than getting in trouble for something that you did. So your barns, verse 10, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new vine. This is where Pastor Ben wanted me to talk about tithe and offering. <laughs> so if you would just pull out your wallets. I'm kidding. But honoring God with, with, with what we have and in, in, in how we have things, um, the way we live our lives, it, it's not a promise, but it's a principle that you honor God and he, he will bless you even more. Don't be stingy with what you have. Give and it shall be given back. Let your vats overflow with new wine. 
verse 12, or verse 11 and 12. This is accept. The fourth principle is accept. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Number four on our camping list is food and water. I say food and water might be the most important thing that you need on a camping trip. I mean, it's easy to run to Walmart, don't get me wrong, but let's say you're out in the middle of the woods. You don't have a fishing pole, so you can't go fishing for your own food. You don't have a gun, so you can't go shoot a deer. So you're going to need food and water. You can't eat rocks. Tried that as a kid, didn't work. But you need food and water. Just like you need to accept that life is not going to go super easy. Let's see, I have this one right here. Life is not promised easy. A trouble-free life. But everything and everything that you do has consequences. Whether it be a good consequences or a bad consequence. Let's say you have a test coming up. Let's say you have a sermon that you're about to preach. If you study for that test, if, if you put yourself into the Word, you're more likely going to pass that test. You spend the time, you spend the effort, you're going to pass that test. Now, if you don't study, you don't read the Word, you don't prepare yourself, you're most likely going to fail. Now, obviously, there are some exceptions. There are some people who are just good at test-taking. They can look at a few things and, boom, aced. I was not that way. I was not that way. But I have learned that nobody likes to be chastised. Nobody likes to be corrected. But I guess the sooner that we accept that we are going to be corrected... And we are corrected because He loves us. I think the worst thing to worry about is when you're not being corrected. When you're doing all this stuff and nobody's telling you that you're doing it wrong. Or nobody's telling you that you shouldn't be doing it. Or God's not putting it on your heart that you shouldn't be doing it either. Because what does that mean? For God loves. The Lord loves. He corrects. Now, it doesn't say that God doesn't love you. God loves all of his children. But to find favor in God's eyes, that's something to strive for. That's something to understand. That it's not going to be our works that gets us into heaven. That it's, it's, it's our hearts. It's a little bit backwards. But honor, accept, remember, and trust are all short for heart. We miss an E, but that's because I didn't study. <laughs> God wants our hearts in everything that we do, whether it be camping, whether it be working. You know, every, most everybody has a job. A lot of people are retired, but 
Give God your heart in everything that you do. Remember His law. Trust Him. Honor Him. And accept that when you do it wrong, because we are not perfect. I'm not perfect. Accept the consequences and learn and grow from it to not make those mistakes again. So I know that was super short and I probably ran through it way fast. But I haven't eaten breakfast, lunch, or dinner tonight. (laughs) And this is something to grow on, right? So in closing, I do want to say thank you. Thank you everyone here for your patience. Thank you, Pastor Ben. You probably haven't even started preaching yet. He's like, what are you doing? You're not done yet. But it's something to build on. And I love, I love preaching. Well, I love talking God's Word. And I love being used in God's ways. They prayed for me before I came up here. They said I was ready and willing. I might not be ready. But I'm definitely willing. And I hope every one of you here is also willing to just give God your heart. Let Him in every part of your life. I don't think the wisest man on earth wouldn't write these downs unless they meant something important. So thank you. I love you. We have a nice meal tonight. The restaurants aren't closed yet. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you again. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.